0: with good people like you thank but you, she just uh, she knew i was coming out here she was like yo i found some
1: dope guys you know what i mean and so that's how we got here yeah thank you yeah. man um for those listening watching uh to figure out a podcast podcast on grief and mental health um joined by george here today all the way from houston uh, yeah a good city one that <laughs> I've, I've i've been able to experience firsthand <laughs> Beautiful as scene. well so yeah, thank you man i appreciate you coming on um Definitely. You know, like trying to delve into your story your, your highs and lows and just everything. But obviously before all of that, just, you know, I wanted to just kind of delve into like, you know, growing up, what it was like for you and sort of then sort of kind of finding out, you know, how, um, you know, the lows that affected you mentally and how you sort of you. overcame them. But yeah, so just a Got little you. bit about. So
0: like you said, I'm from Richmond, in Virginia, uh, inner city, um, you know, and everything that comes with the inner city, you know, the hood drugs Mm -hmm. killing um when i was growing up richmond virginia was like the murder capital in the the united states Mm -hmm. uh it's a little bit better now but still dealing with some of the same dynamics but um basketball is my life so i'm i've I've been an athlete my whole you know my whole entire life um i was luckily my my oldest brother i'm a i'm a i'm the baby boy of five okay but one of my next to oldest brother was a phenom so he we are 10 years apart <clears throat> so what sir a phenom is a term we use uh back home when you're just like super good you're elite in in your okay. age so like he was the number 1 12 year old in the nation yeah. and like 13 year old so like every where our whole life was just basketball consumed because of him because we're traveling um in America I don't know if y'all have AAU is is this program is in the summer where if you elite basketball elite um, basketball player you yeah. travel around okay and so my brother we went all around america and i was just a little kid following him so like growing up i just wanted to be like my big brother yeah and um <clears throat> life evolved you know he, um like i said he's 10 years older than me he went and played professionally cross seas but as i got older i became my into my own yeah. so now i'm becoming you know an elite athlete in basketball and so Basketball was able to take me all the way to getting a college degree. And so I dealt with a little bit of ups and downs um, younger. Uh, I was able to go to a prep school for basketball, which, you know, you got to be real good to go play um, into a prep school. But then I was able to get a college degree, um, a college um, opportunity to go play in college. And my first incident was just being in just some crazy stuff was uh, the friends I hung with at that time. Mm-hmm. They sold drugs. And so i didn't but these are my boys this is what they do it is what it is and um i had a friend from out of town come in town and was looking for drugs i connected them and it the situation played out ended up being a kidnapping and so it went all the way to court um make a long story short i was facing like a kingpin charges meaning that i set it all up and i didn't oh. know that it was going to be you know a kidnapping after i was just linking some guys yeah. together to do whatever they do and so my college opportunity almost got taken away from me because of that situation luckily my friends got up there and they kind of stood tall and said i didn't know nothing about it but my friends went away for four years they they got sentenced and you know went away to jail yeah i was able to get out of that situation just solely off of my friends just being you know stand-up guys Mm -hmm. and i went away to school um I'm um, now at school uh i be, you know I evolved i became you know basically one of the best players ever to come through my school. They just recently um, basically i went into the Hall of fame at my school and I took my school to the NCAA tournament, which is <laughs> kind of like that's like the the grand finale that you're always trying to do yeah. and so now I'm at the back end of my basketball career, and there's a lot of different things that we can kind of go in detail um as we as we go, but basically, I was in a um armed robbery. Uh, one night, uh, my best friend had just graduated and I w- ended up fighting five guys, like downtown Richmond, where I'm from, and it tore my, my thumb, my thumb ligament. And I was uh up to come actually cross these to play professionally. And so that incident basically ruined my basketball dreams. Yeah. And so um, I had to enter straight into the workforce at, at that part. Damn,
1: that, yeah. But it, it seems that a lot of the, like you said, you know, your friends, um, you know, Doing what they're doing, mm-hmm. but you're not part of it. But even it's crazy because you're not part of it, but even just something so well, I say mine, something so mine I'm saying, Oh, this is where you can go, could literally be turning that around like in the instant, you know what I mean? So, right. like but at that point, um, you know, I, I call it like a, maybe that like, sounds like a, a close shave, so literally, like they would literally you. Let me let me phrase this properly. I don't want to say it got over, but this it like a close call. No, right. Like, at that yeah, point, right. what was you thinking? Was you thinking? Yeah, what was you sort of thinking when, bro? This could have really gone left for me. It
0: just it was a eye a awakening moment because um just that quick, you know everything that I was working for at that point, you know could have been taken away. Yeah. And so I kind of looked at it like um a second chance, you know, and 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 it kind of springboard me to get into school like I literally left court and had my stuff packed in my car and drove to school and was like "Yo, I'm never going back to Richmond ever again because I kind of was just I I saw what was happening I saw that my friends was going away they were they played basketball as well but you know that our life for so long was on the same path and at this one moment they went to prison I went to college yeah and so I kind of learned that moment and you know I kind of it, it helped me focus when I got to school, and it, it made me, you know, my focus drive drive on school and and working on my my skill on the basketball court kind of just heightened because of that opportunity.
1: Yeah.
0: Um. So yeah, that was kind of like my childhood in a nutshell. Um. Until you know that was the first kind of incident I had gotten to like legally.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, but even just because it seems that like, like um. Bosworth was like not all or nothing for you, but it seemed like that was your your main. Yeah. Main well, where
0: I'm from, man, you know, just to be transparent, where I'm from, you either. <laughs> the highest that people make it is you get a job at being a postman at the post office yeah. or you work at like there's um, a warehouse called Philip Mars where they make cigarettes yeah. or you just in the hood you trapping you, you know you're telling drugs and you know people don't really make it to the NBA where I'm from or go play professionally mm-hmm. sports so you know how far you take it where I'm from it's not a lot of options to make money and, and those yeah. type of things so Basketball was just how we lived our life like yo this our way out. This is gonna allow us to get to school This is gonna allow us to hopefully someday play professional mm-hmm. um, And so that was kind of like my my journey if I summarize my my childhood yeah. But like I say when that incident happened post-college basically when I was about to transition to go play professionally um, That's where kind of like my relationship with my brother that I referenced picked back up He had a mental health outpatient company and he kind of just as a big brother. was like, yo, I know what just happened. Come work with me. Yeah. And so I transitioned to working with him. I moved um, from Virginia at that time to DC, the DC area. And I basically started learning this industry that, one, I didn't really care about at that point. I was just like, yo, I got to start getting money now, like school over what I'm going to do. Yeah. And so my time there, I ended up learning the whole business. And basically we were providing mental health services, for for kids that you know had behavior issues and those type of things, yeah. that was the business. But I took it upon myself to just learn from A to Z how to operate this whole business. Yeah, and so you know life is happening. I'm I'm starting to make money now. Um, I did end up playing semi professional ball in the states, but it, it wasn't really making me money. And um, I just me having this entrepreneur mindset was just like yo, like I could do this on my own. And so I had, had developed this dream that, like, you know, like, I'm working with my brother now, but I want to eventually go my separate way and start my own mental health yeah. outpatient company. And so that's what I did. I was able to start my own mental health outpatient company, and it grew and it grew. And I had an opportunity, you know, later, maybe two three years, to expand to Houston, Texas. Okay. Um, and it was a couple crucial things that happened. Uh, that same friend that I was in that. Uh, brawl and at gunpoint and I fought out of his mom end up dying and so that was like at that point the the closest I had ever seen death it wasn't my mother but this was like my best friend and so that um it was a traumatic situation I ended up leaving work one day and me and my brother relationship at that point in time was just kind of crumbling you know um I kind of speak deep on you know if if we're 10 years apart if I'm 10 and you're 20 and I'm a kid You kind of can't do no wrong. I don't really know about character. I don't really know about morals. I don't really know about just the makeup of a man at that point. Mm. And so I go, I grow up and now I finish school and now me and my brother are living together and now I'm a man now. I'm a young man. He's an older man, you know, 10 years older than me. But now I kind of, it's certain things that I value different now, just like how you handle people and those type of things. So me and his relationship had changed because it was like, yo, you're not the the hero that I always wanted to be or grow up or whatever the case may be. So... So sorry. So what? What age
1: was? So this was. What age were you
0: at? That so point? D- after college, I was twenty one, twenty two. Okay, yeah. He's thirty one. Oh, okay, yeah. But you know, me and him hadn't lived together since I was a kid because mm-hmm. he had went away to school, and so our relationship just started going left, and um, basically it, it it ended with a fist a fist fight. Um, he he was like lying to my mother a lot, and I just kind of, as a man now, kind of approached him, and our relationship just went left. I now transition to Houston. I got this opportunity. Yeah. I'm in Houston now. I'm making eighty thousand dollars a month. I'm lit. I'm at yeah. the spots. I'm I'm living. I'm living that, that life. Um, and I get a call one day from a mutual friend that was still working with my brother back in D.C. And she and that was the first time that I found out that he was in like some legal troubles.
1: Okay.
0: Um and um, this whirlwind of what my book ends up you know going into detail about it picks up at that point right there. Yeah. When he, when I found out that he was going through some legal um, troubles. Mm-hmm. Um, and, man, we could sit right here all day and I could just talk about all the different ups and downs. But, man, um, what he chose to do was he was uh, he was doing fraud. Um, and if you know kind of like how our system works, especially dealing with the federal government, is when those people come and got you, if you are... If if you if if you could think of something or figure out a way to leverage or be like, hey, well, it wasn't just me; it was this person and this person. Okay. Oh, he, okay. he took he took the decision to put my name in something that oh. I didn't even have a relationship with him anymore.
1: So so just for so just just so this, your brother basically dropped. Like,
0: well, he dropped you in. He yeah he put my name in a, in a federal investigation, which was at that time one of the biggest federal investigations going on in that area of, of Virginia. Oh. And so what happens with that is, man, they start, they, um, the federal government started coming to my office in Houston. They started going, interviewing people that knew me. They um, subpoenaed my bank accounts. I lost all my banks um, and basically called me one day and said, hey, we, we are about to, um, you know, prosecute you. And I basically had to transition into getting a, a lawyer. Yeah, and basically it started this four-year journey of just like a downward, sl- um, you know, spiral of just my family falling apart, and um, you know it just flipped my life upside down. And basically, you know, and, and I, I, it gets it gets even deeper. But um, basically, you know, I just was struggling at this time. Now I'm making a lot of money but you know at that I wasn't able to take on the mental toll like why are my big brother doing this at mm-hmm. this time and we got the same mother um and it would just tear my family apart um and you know it, it came it came to a point where I was paying $20,000 a month to try to to f- take care of my lawyer to hold off the situation for them to do a full investigation and that took 3 years
1: but but did you ever up, like, I mean Something like that, you know, your your that's your blood. Did you ever, maybe not directly, but did you ever get the answers to like why was you know because you know the reason I asked that because beforehand you mentioned that you guys had a fight. So was it something maybe out of spite? Yeah. Do you feel or what? would do you what do you feel like the main reason? So it's man,
0: get it. gave real deep. Um, I I haven't spoke to him, and I'm gonna speak about my other brother uh, later, but I haven't spoke to him since. And at that at that moment in time, we was in the midst of this, and we didn't understand all the dynamics of what was going on, it was conversations he had with my my, my with my mother, and basically he was saying, you know, he did what he had to do, wow. and that was his stance, and it was just eating me up at that time, and <clears throat> Man, I I went through all different types of ups and downs and thoughts. It got to a point where I flew to D.C. and slept outside his house. I had a gun with me and everything he never came home. And so, you know, luckily that that went that way because I don't know what would happen if he had came home. That's just mentally where it got to me. And basically, man, um, you know, in the midst of this is where my mental health um, became, it flared up and it was like, this a thing now, because never in my life up until that time that mentally I felt like I was struggling. And um, like I told you, I've been an athlete my whole life. This one day I remember going into the gym, which is something I always do, and I warm up on the bench press. So I always just get the bar, no weight on it. As a a man, that's, like, easy weight, right? But I always go, like, do 20 of them just to warm up. And this day I went to go get on the bench press, and I couldn't lift the bar. And I was, like, I'm tripping. Like, maybe I ain't take a nap today or I ain't eat good Mm -hmm. or something like that. So I remember going to the front of the gym, got, like, a little Snickers or something, a Gatorade, went back to the bar, and I literally still couldn't lift the bar up. And I remember leaving leaving out the gym like I'm I'm not something is wrong, and I remember just sitting in the car and just like yo like I'm like messed up, and I I ended up going to a doctor. Remember I did a physical. She was like yo you like in the best shape of anybody I work with, Mm -hmm. and um, she started asking like what's going on in your life, and we started probing and I started sharing what was going through. She was like yo like you 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 you're depressed. You're in a mental breakdown, Mm -hmm. but you know I'm coping with. I'm getting money you know the outside not realizing what's going on because i'm lit i got i'm, I'm rich basically mm-hmm. um but i'm just getting drunk all the time you know i'm just I'm, but that's what i'm doing to cope with what i'm literally living in yeah but the whole time i was depressed and it just reached a point where my brain was just fried my brain couldn't even tell my my arms to like lift this bar that we could lift any, any you know any 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 other time and so to kind of summarize now and i'll and I pick out different details that was like crucial but after three years, the federal government had to go before the judge and say that they was wrong. They took the word that my brother had, had, had said and basically said like, they're going to go their separate way. Yeah. But the way our legal system works is that when the federal government come to you and you don't fold and you don't take a plea and just be like, hey, and you beat them, you're forever going to be a target. You're ever going to mm-hmm. be on their radar. And so they had to go before the federal judge and say that they made a mistake. But my, I remember speaking to my attorney was like, yo... They go a separate way after I had spent like three hundred thousand dollars at that point, and I was like, yo they can do that. they can just come flip your life upside down and yeah, then one day and it'd be like, no man, and that's what happened and but my attorney said, like yo just just make sure you live in how you need to live because they could come back and nine months later, they came back with a whole nother case with my oldest brother and um what had happened was um because I had defeated them the first go round they went and was just trying to find ways to try to you know lock me up, went to my taxes. My oldest brother was my tax preparer, went back to the first year that I had graduated from college, and he had did my taxes. Yeah. Basically investigated him, found out that he had did over 300 incorrect tax documents, and basically leveraged him and said, hey, we're going to lock you up and um, take your business, or you can work with us to lock up your younger brother. And he went along with it. And so it was seven months later they came with a a federal um, tax evasion case. And basically my oldest brother worked with them to help himself out because he didn't want to lose his job or get locked up. And basically got him to stand and said that I lied to him my first year I did my taxes. And so at that point, man, after going through this first rodeo with one brother, and now this another brother come along with this ordeal is how, you know, the, the title of my book, Double Cross, came mm, came about.
1: It's, it's, I feel like it's, it's starting to...
0: Yeah, it, it started connecting. Sense. Yeah, and so um, I was about to go down a whole nother three years of fighting this case, because it wasn't true. It, I didn't withheld anything from him. But my attorney just was like, look, man, we might have to fold. It's going to cost another $300,000. Um, we could beat them again, and they'll are, they are try to just find a way to do something. And so I took a plea. And a plea meaning that, you know, I basically said, I did, do the, I did do that, this is my first offense, can y'all give me, you know, uh, can y'all spare me? Um, I had some very high, powerful people come speak on my behalf, mm. when you know, in court, and the federal judge um, gave me a, 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 a 365 days on federal house arrest. So, oh, wow. yeah, so basically I had to, when court was over, go back to Houston they came and put the ankle monitor on me and I couldn't walk out my door for uh, a whole year
1: like that that's yeah. but even at that point you're I can't imagine what's that, what that's doing to your mental health like so at that mm-hmm. point obviously no prior to that obviously you said you spoke to it was the the, fer- the therapist right as in when you couldn't you know when you went to the yeah gym. and so
0: that so i had initially spoke to a doctor but at that yeah, point sorry, in time doctor, yeah i didn't i hadn't i didn't have a therapist yet and so where my therapist picked up at is where you know i got to the end of this journey i had now been sentenced to my house for a year which was better than going to a camp you know so yeah. i kind of was like look you know i'm gonna just take take that l on the chin but now i'm sitting in this house you know in four walls and now I'm just with myself. I'm at, I'm looking back at a four-year journey of how my my life just went. You know, my family had had uh, just you know the relationships my, it just just went away. In um, the midst of this, I had two children at the same time, just living a reckless, crazy life. Yeah. Just getting drunk all the time, coping with what I was dealing mm-hmm. with. Um, and now I'm looking back, just looking back on these four years, like man. And so now I just was struggling. I was just Dealing with every all of the mental toll of everything, and that's what made me be like, I'm, I'm gonna get it. I'm gonna start with a therapist. Yeah. And so we started doing exercises, and um, I kind of always share this story where you know, if you came and was hanging with me and my friends, me me having a book is like, yo, what? You got a book, like, bro? You don't even read or something like that. But and the truth of the matter is that um, my book is really just the work that I did with my therapist journaling was something that my exercises with my therapist was. So every week we would have our therapy session and I had homework to like, yo, your homework when we meet is like write down five things you never shared with your mom or five things you wish you could have shared with your brother and these type of things. And and so I looked up after like nine months and I had two books of just exercises with my therapist. Mm. And at the end, just me being an entrepreneur was like, yo, I wonder if I could take all this material and put it into a book. And so that was the... The meat of my book and i had somebody help me put it in a book structure yeah,
1: yeah. like that's that's the, honestly i i have to well i don't want to say i have to commend you guys i know like i don't no, i get the reason why i say that because sometimes you know we always say oh you're so strong you're so strong but something like that is crazy like not yeah. even once but twice no, yeah, and yeah. not not only that it's literally someone like a family member literally doing that twice and you're thinking like And but one thing I would say, obviously, it's good that you've come out the other side of that. Um, And it's not, you know, I can't imagine what it it done to your mental at the time. You know, just being on the house or just even thinking like, why, like why is this happening? So at that point, when you was a household, would you say? that's when you sort of start taking your mental health quite seriously.
0: Yeah, and it, it, it's crazy, man, because at that point you gotta understand. At that point, I, I I was I owned, well, I still do own, I owned four mental health um four mental health companies, mm-hmm. but I never saw myself as needing the actual services that my company provide, and, oh, and so yeah. it was like a humbling moment. Like, yo, it's crazy. I never even dove into my mental health. My time spent was always in reference to the mental health services that we provide to others. And so it was humbling because that whole time of me being an owner, I thought I was superior, like, beyond even needing that type of help. You know, so it was, it was kind of like I'm just like the people we provide service to. I'm not not too good. I, I don't have it. The, the money is irrelevant. How cool I am is irrelevant. I got the same issues that the, these uh, that these others have. And so it was th- that year on Federal It was, like, the most humbling um uh, you know Time of my life mm-hmm. um, And I, I try to make sure My story don't end up Being a sad story Because Clearly anybody That go through that, go through that Experience would be like Yo this is super sad But That year On Federal House Was the most productive Time of my life okay. I learned so much stuff Just about myself One And two Just the knowledge That I was able to use The internet and go learn I still use things That I learned And tools that I, I Mastered On during that time But the biggest thing it's just what I, I never took the time to just like, let me figure me out and understand like how I think like this, what traumas I went through. Those traumas make me think like that or move like that, yeah. those things. I never had took that time because life was moving so fast. I got out of school. Basketball was my whole life. I got out of school. I started getting money. It got real lit. And, now, you know, I ne- it never was a time to just sit down and everything strip away from me in regards of being outside, People moving around, and now I'm just with myself. And it was the first time that I really sat down, just like I gotta get, I gotta get locked in with me.
1: Yeah, Yeah. it's it's almost like you, you wasn't like because similarly, um, I feel like that same thing was what um, myself and a lot of us we went from lockdown, right? so everyone, everything came to a halt. I'm Mm -hmm. sure it was was, was the same. Everything came to a halt. Everyone, you have to sort of. Think, um, yeah, you, you're just literally indoors. Obviously, it's it's different, but one one thing I, I I sort of reflect on with the lockdown is that you you have you're slowed down, so literally you don't have you have time to now think about right. you you know your because life can just go go fact. go go go. And you don't fact really fact. even think about okay, like why am I like this? Why am I? What's happening yeah. around me? And unfortunately, for a lot of people, um, you know, it impacted like their day to day. So like. You know, I'm sure you, you know businesses closed down. Right. Some restaurants still get hit. Exactly. Some didn't recover. You mm-hmm. know, some, you know, and unfortunately some people like are no longer here today because of, of that, because, you know, of the the mental toll. And always like, uh, when I sort of think about mental I always feel like the attitudes towards it um needs to be taken a lot more seriously because a lot of the time it's not something that is openly discussed. Right. Not just um Inside, but usually amongst men as well, it's not often something. And it's hard to really sit with yourself and really examine past traumas. You know, like why am I like this? And but sometimes it might, it may seem scary. It may seem like oh, like you know. But sometimes you have to really just, really just do like a, like a, I say like a self-assessment, and just sort of like, you know, everyone had makes mistakes. Don't get me wrong. And you have got to really assess yourself to realize, you know what, like why am I like this? What can I do better? Because even just for me personally, like I've never, you know, I've never ever, um and just a, a brief I'm not sure I told you, just like a brief backstory. I never ever really thought about mental health or took it seriously up until I lost my parents. And that that was the whole reason this yeah. start this started, you know. So I think since then, you know, um, you know, just dealing with grief and having the sort of um courage to like, you know i want to do something with this i don't want to this to be in isolation yeah. so yeah we, this will started during like just during lockdown when just after a couple months into lockdown then i thought you know what this is like a way to help people but also help me and i feel like with mental health um like it's 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 not a joke you know like you said you, you can you can be you know blowing racks <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, is uh, but in here yeah, it, you know it's 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 not it doesn't match you know the what you're what you're portraying what you're projecting so i always feel like listen peace of mind is everything man peace of fair. mind is the most like you know i know that it's the cliche thing but peace of mind over everything and like nothing yeah. else matters if you don't have no, a peace of mind but but the hard thing is, is you know trying to get there and i guess what i just want to segue into you know, like what? how did you get to that level of, you know, uh, I would say um, having like a, a stable, like mental well-being. So I know you said that if you're doing house arrest, you had a lot of time to think, mm-hmm. but were there like, like certain things you were, aside from like, you know, judging? were there certain things you were sort of doing to sort of mm-hmm. help you get to a place of, you know, being mentally like, um, yeah, being mentally at peace mm-hmm. with, with yourself?
0: So, you know, the first thing I always do, because now I'm on this, this this tour, per se, of speaking on my journey yeah. and speaking on mental health, I don't think you ever 100% got it, right? You just, you're you more aware now and you, you, you understand what triggers you and you, you end up knowing about different things that'll help you cope with it. But I don't think I ever would just fully be like, I'm fully not dealing with mental health. You know, oh, okay. I, yeah, yeah. I, I yeah. probably would never reach to that point because life is happening mm-hmm. and I'm gonna touch on death and where like, I, you know, where I connect with you in regards to death. Mm-hmm. But things that I've learned now when I had to lock in and how i am gonna deal with this? Cause this is not going anywhere. Um, I, do, I do hot yoga now. Mm-hmm which is different, where I'm from, people ain't doing yoga once. Listen, I,
1: I, I tried yoga once, yeah, and, and yeah. I said it wasn't for me because <laughs> I, I, listen, I thought yoga yeah. was a breeze, like, you literally just sit down there, cross yeah, your it's legs, tough. but yeah, no, this, that, it, I was like, nah, yeah, nah. This, this is tougher than I nah, thought. No, it's <laughs> difficult, and then
0: it <laughs> intensifies if you're doing hot yoga, Yeah. and so now I became, like, just speaking about that, because I know it's something that people are not doing, but it's something I do, like, twice a week. It's something, yeah. like, I need, and so it's, it's hot yoga, it's um therapy, of, of course and then um i don't think people and it sound corny and i try to make sure I'm not, i don't make it i try to make it uncorny but like breathing i literally took mm-hmm. a breathing class on you know uh, how to control your breathing and, and you can control how you feel your yeah. feelings if you just know how to control your breathing mm-hmm. and so those things are, are very you know vital of like I, I know how to do it when i get anxiety now i know how to step to the side do breathing techniques yeah. like I've been in the club when I got off. I was in the club and it was just like I wasn't used to being around people no more. And like now I got this sense of just being worried about people. Like literally in the club, like, let me to go to the bathroom and I'm doing breathing techniques yeah. in the club just to cope with being in that setting. And so just being aware is something, you know, it, it is what it is. But to go along, I wanted to touch on like the death thing. Yeah. Um, I can't imagine, l- l- you know, losing my parents and it's gonna happen for everybody at some point, yeah. right? But Talk about just this journey of just mental health, and you, you know, when this is coming out, you know, I share birthdays with my youngest nephew, which is my oldest brother's son. Okay. And um, he was murdered on June in June, and my role with him always been like a father uh, relationship. I'm I'm five years older than him, and um, now that upcoming like my birthday, I, that's coming. That's like next, you know, that's that's and yeah. you know, like right around the corner. And so now I connect different with, like, people that have experienced, like, close death. And granted, it, it doesn't amount to losing your your, your mom and mm-hmm. dad. But, like, what that was for me was crazy. I can't—I still struggle with it. It's still a yeah. thing. Um, and, it's, you know, me, this is this, this my nephew. We, we share the same birthday. So, like, growing up from going to— McDonald's on our birthdays, to Chuck E. Cheese, to being grown and being outside and doing yachts, It's an experience that we always had, and, like, yeah. this is the first year coming around, and it's like a, I ain't really looking forward to it. So, like, even hearing that date, it's kind of like, damn. But that's trauma, and it's attached to different things, and I know I, I got tools now to deal with that. And so, you know, just when you say that experience of just losing your it's just like, dang. I know, I, you know, to, to whatever extent that I can relate, it's yeah. I know that's
1: difficult. Yeah, no, I appreciate yeah, that because, because yeah. um, even though I was gonna ask you with, with the birthdays, because you share the same like, how, like, how do you, like, like I guess it's the reason why, how do you sort of deal with that? Because it, it's, it, I guess it will be quite hard to enjoy your birthday, but also know that someone else's, someone else's birthday that you're close to, and yeah. but you, they're not here to celebrate that day. And the reason why I said that because um, I had this. Uh, I don't know if it's a, it's a trauma thing but i had a thing where like i wasn't looking forward to birthdays myself because my mom passed away like uh my birthday's on, on the 10th of november okay. she passed away on the on the 30th of october mm. so i so I, I always felt like okay i'm not doing birthdays anymore it's not right. because it's just i know it's not like exactly close but it's it's still right kind of right. so like october november always difficult mm. because it's like yeah it's a time where you know you, you know you should be celebrating your life but it's also a time when her life ended. Right. So it's almost like. You feel guilty almost like. Yeah, weird, like, like, yeah. Like, there's like a sense of guilt and I yeah. feel like I'm, I'm still kind of working, what i say, I still kind of do it now in the sense where like there's so much like guilt and just this sort of like living in a survival mode because like, and I don't, I don't want to sort of um, throw off your point too much but I feel like I'm just in, sometimes in a spiral of um, just feeling like dealing with a lot of stuff because of the grief and not knowing that I, f- I feel like I'm just, I'm just like coasting most of the yeah. time. Like, no, I you know, it. actually dealing with it. And, and that's something that I said to myself this year, I want to really address it and just be vulnerable with myself and say, look, like peace of mind, like I said, peace of mind, is everything. And I, I don't know, it's not, it, we can't always be, hundred, have a have 100% all the time, but if I can get to, at least 75 yeah, 80 right. yeah. let's say like let's see it as, as if it's a like you know like a a ball like, if I can get that yeah. to 80. yeah I'm cool Fact, Do you know what I mean so I, so I think sense. that that's, that's that's interesting what you said earlier because you know I think sometimes um perception of mental health is that it has to be 100 percent. and I don't mm-hmm. want to say like it can't be for some people but yeah. it ain't realistic though yeah do you know what yeah. I mean it's not yeah. it's not realistic yeah, you know yeah. so, I, so I feel like if I can get to that 80 point um that's I'll, that'll be ideal but sorry i didn't mean to throw off your no no yet.
0: what you're saying is relevant and you know just you know i i pride myself on just being transparent and just keeping it 100 with you yeah i have no clue bro i might be out in the club and start crying i don't know because mm. there's moments now that I, I just pause and just have a moment um but i have realized that instead of balling that stuff up and just be like ah oh, like i'm good instead of instead of taking that approach like People, men normally do like, nah, I'm good, I'm good. I know I take that approach now, like, nah, that's hurt, it hurt. I just I just be transparent, like that yeah. really hurt, and like whatever come with that hurt and how that look like, I just wear that versus the approach of like, I'm good, don't worry about it, y'all. Like I'm straight, I just be transparent. I'm just like, nah, I'm really hurt, and, and that's what my social media has became of yeah. just me and being transparent, like, nah. Uh, You know, I wanted to do a lot of gangster stuff to my brothers, but the truth of the matter, like I was hurt. I wanted to be these guys. Mm. I was hurt that they did that. Like, I cried. I, You know, I'm hurt that my family ain't the same. Christmas don't feel the same no more. It ain't, it don't feel like love. Um, You know, I don't trust people no more. Like family, the value of what family used to be to me ain't the same. When somebody like, oh, that's your brother. That used to mean something. Like, man, that's my brother. Now it's just like, yeah, I mean, we got the same mom and dad, like, whatever. Like, it don't, mm-hmm. it don't mean the same. And so, like, what, what? and, and I'm going to make this real short, what really made me start being like, dang, is when my kids now are coming up, I don't want to put that on them. Because how I view family ain't right. It's just my, my journey and my trauma got my whole s- scope of just how life go and how mm-hmm. family do you is different. And I felt myself... At certain times, pushing that on my kids, like you know, like why you wanna, why you doing, why why you doing this down that, that But like you really pos your family, posed to your family. supposed to be your family, supposed to be a backbone. That's supposed to be somebody you lean on. That's supposed to be somebody that's gonna protect you. Mm. Somebody that got your best interest. It's supposed to be like that. But I was catching myself instilling there, like yo, don't trust that. All right, that's your that's your cousin. Don't trust them. And that 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 was wrong. And I had yeah. to have a, a moment, like yo, I can't move on with my life, like. Pushing how I feel about stuff yeah, on, on my kids. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I like how you said that, and and do you know what? One thing I thought um, when you were telling your story is when you said you went to his house, yeah. sleeping with a gun. And you know what's crazy? If something happened, that that could have been a whole different situation. You fair. probably wouldn't be here. No, fact. So it's it's, fair. it's almost as if like, and I obviously I I don't I don't say it to like you know I'm just going off of what you said, and I feel that it's so good to see. You know where you are because at times you know it's like an, and you know when they say an eye for an eye you know you you not right. you know if you're you're doing me wrong okay i'm gonna do the same to you back right that cycle is just and and then you got to think to yourself who would then sort of now how who that who would that affect right do you know what i mean so of course it's hard you know because it's in pride if if, if if someone does you wrong or does you day like that whether it's family you think nah like that's your uh, pride right. is like listen, yeah. you, can't, you can't stand for that. There, right. but sometimes we look at the bigger picture, yeah. and you know, I always feel like, you know, you know, how people talk of karma. Of, of I, it's it's hit and miss. I feel like, but I feel like, you know what? Just, you know, it's hard to be the bigger person, but sometimes being a bigger person is the best thing to do because, you know, as I said before, if something happened now. Maybe this book won't be about you. Will even be you know what I mean? It's, it's a whole different thing. So, so I guess like
0: it's great, meant to go. And I ain't gonna go into all this different stuff because a lot of stuff that happened transparent since since then, like recently and everything. I learned so much with that moment. It's it's carried with me. It's a lot of stuff, d- dramatic drama stuff that happened. But um, since since then, but understanding what you just said, like yo, taking a certain different route and just being yeah. like, I'm gonna let that be because it could spill into something else. I do that now just to, to the to the extent that people around me are like yo you're not gonna go address that or yeah, this that yeah, and yeah. third yes and exactly. people look at me crazy like yo and i'm just like nah i'm gonna I'm let that i'm gonna let that i'm gonna
1: let that go yeah i think that's good because sometimes you just say to yourself you know what like you gotta think of it's hard i feel like it's do you go like of course you know when you're younger you make mistakes and yeah. sometimes maybe you didn't know about the time but you see when you get to a place and that's not a certain age, that place of you know wisdom it can be Five years later, twenty years later, like yeah. you know, there's there's certain things I know now I didn't know twenty years ago. Exactly. Yeah. And sometimes you go, off and, I go find myself. You know what? Like, I I need to have peace. So you know, with certain things, listen. If like, I'm I'm not necessarily like a a violent person, but if you know, okay, someone does something, like you okay, look, is how how is it big of a deal? Right. Is it like because at the end of the day, like something you do, if that's bad, it's gonna it's gonna affect you. Do you know? right. So I think yeah. like now is also again we're not perfect you know what i'm trying to say but right. i feel like it's just about thinking like, you know what Nah, i'm not, I don't, i'm not going to do anything i'm not going to do this because at the end of the day cuz you now on in a place where you know like your your actions will have consequences and you just think that you, there's not there's nothing worse than thinking oh why did i do that I wasn't even that deep right exactly. it wasn't even that serious yeah. and you, and you can't change it so that's why i feel like it, you know you learning from the past it is good cuz it, it helps you to kind of you know, stare your future mm-hmm. and how you want to go, and especially like when you have family, like you know, like your your children. You don't want them to be like, well, if if you're in prison now, because right. you, know, you don't something to uncle. And yeah, that and how does gonna make sense, right? Yeah, like how that, and and yeah. it's a cycle of and yeah. again, I, I don't I don't mean to say like to to say what your kids will, will think, but it's almost it can be a thing where they're thinking like, what's happening? Why did this happen? And then yeah. another that can if, even they can inherit some. Trauma that they even they shouldn't even have been heard exactly, because yeah. of right. action. So it and it, no, it, it sure. takes a bigger man to, to get to that place yeah. mentally. Um, but the something I wanted to like us to like segue for the remainder of the episode, and that's more to do like stigma. Because um, when you said, oh, you know, this whole thing of oh, I'm good, I'm good, like a lot. I think a lot of the time I know like, also you're from across the pond, and but I feel like <laughs> it, it is that same stigma um, yeah. with black men yeah. in terms of mental of where it's not um, like, I would say in our communities, it's not really, the attitudes towards it, it's not really encouraging in the sense where you can just openly say something or even openly cry and it's met with, you know, it's not looked at negatively. Of course things are changing, I'm not getting wrong, but yeah. for you, like how, how um, what were some of the stigmas, um, you know, well I say, f- well, yeah, what were some of the the, factors that that you that made you feel like there were there was some mental stigma when growing up or even to this day
0: no I, f- I fully understand and I still to this day understand it and I still struggle with it to a certain extent now not as much but growing up man especially in the community in the communities that I'm from that are like my community that I grew up from it's not it ain't a good idea to show where you weak at and mm-hmm. it ain't it ain't a good idea to um be vulnerable in that in that capacity because people leverage on that, people yeah. use that, people step on your neck so they can elevate, and so you just grow up with this sense of especially a black man living in those kind of communities that you got to be the toughest. Nothing can hurt you. Nothing gonna penetrate p- penetrate you to bring you down. and You got to wear that, and everybody grow up like that, and, yeah. and that's just what the case may be. And the truth of the matter is, you know how much trauma going on. I got all my younger nephews and cousins been shot. Dating, did all types of stuff. People dealing with drugs. People don't have the, the, the lack of their father. That's that's trauma. That's that's trauma that people dealing with. That ain't regular to just be good. And so you become desensitized. Um, not you're not sensitive to these things that hurt you no more because you put on this front, and then one day it's gonna hit you. One day it's gonna yeah. hit you, you're just gonna break down and you're gonna crash, which, you know, what happened to me and my, I, I explained my incident when I went to go work out, but it happened to other people in all different types of ways, yeah. in all different types of ways, how they cope with themselves and this and the third. I speak about, um and, and my younger boys, um, nephews and cousins just hanging with me, it's big, where I'm from, I don't know about here, but like popping pills, perks, that's, mm-hmm. a, that's a term that everybody do where I'm at. And the truth of the matter is, it's just everybody trying to deal with what they're dealing with,
1: yeah but, no, it's it's, it, yeah. it's crazy because I feel like a a lot a lot of the time that can be an easy coping mechanism, just mm-hmm. whether it's weed drugs whatever, and so for some people you realize this is this is short term. Yeah, right. it, it yeah. might be maybe it soothes you. Yeah.
0: And, and 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 I always make sure. And I always try to make sure I be transparent and not speaking about other people. I dealt. I wasn't pop, popping perks. I wasn't smoking. We. I was getting drunk. Mm. That's that's the same as whatever you yeah, doing. Exactly. I was getting drunk and and don't. I wouldn't. I, I, my kids and my kids now. I wouldn't change it. You know for nothing now. But that led to me having kids because I the the recklessness of okay. the how I was just moving. Yeah. But the root is I was coping with the, the moment that I was in. Yeah. I was just living in the moment. I'm I'm telling my man's, come on, bro, let's go out tonight. It's Tuesday. I'm about to just get drunk. Now, on the forefront, it's not looking like that to my friends. It's like, oh we just out having a good time. Whole time I'm sitting there just trying to for a moment yeah. get away mentally of like, yo, I'm fighting the federal government. Yeah. And and what happens as a man and a lot of men, I'm 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 just coping with like I'm I'm gonna occupy my time with this woman, or I'm Mm gonna go hang with them. mm -hmm. And I'm drunk, and this, that, and the third. And it led to me having, you know, two kids in the midst of this. And that's what the reality of where I was mentally. I'm just, you know, I'm really hurt. I'm really hurt at the the time. But Mm -hmm. I'm leaning on a woman to just console me for the time being to just deal with where I'm at mentally because of. How I'm just falling apart, but it don't look like that. I look great. I'm, mm-hmm. get, I'm getting money. I'm having it. I'm got this. I got this. I can go here, but actually, bro, I'm hurt, and yeah. you're not gonna be but so hurt. Hang with your boy, right? I'm not gonna be my boy, like, bro.
1: You know, just, yeah, you're just, tried, yeah. To musket, yeah. Uh, so
0: like, I'm with I'm with these women just trying to cope with what I'm dealing with, and I didn't know at the time that was going on. I, when I speak about that year of on house arrest, is when I unraveled all this and was like, yo, like. I don't even you know like, but I I did made my bed, I gotta lay in it, but understand how I got there, and learning and moving forward, you know, how, you know, learn from that, and it's a big lesson to learn from, mm. but um you know, that was my journey. That was magic. Yeah, dream.
1: like it's crazy because I was gonna say even like going out on a on a Tuesday, but then again, it's it's America's it's different going out on a Tuesday. Like, oh, going out on a Tuesday, that you think going out that's that's crazy. No, nah, <laughs> Tuesday on a Tuesday, is, <laughs> on, a Tuesday <laughs> on a Tuesday we we outside in America. So you know what I mean, yeah, like, yeah, yeah, and it's just so. But but it's it's good that you had that moment of reflection. But even like, I don't I don't want to like. Do you feel that if you wasn't on house arrest, you do you think you would have come to that realization?
0: No, nah, I wouldn't. Mm, I wouldn't. So if my life was going on a trajectory now, of course I didn't get all that back, and I'm back. You know where you know I was financially, and, and but um, I needed that at the end of the day, and, yeah. and that, that's me just being real myself, taking on everything that happened, and I, I, I maybe that's how I needed to go. Maybe I could have been in a worse situation. I don't know. Mm. Now, I mean, it's it's always a worse situation. Was my situation bad, and what happened, and what I lost, and the relationships is, has deceased has and went away. But um, what I learned on my journey was find your find your ownership in which you can take responsibility for, and mm. and just look at it a different perspective. And that's what I was able to do, and that that helped me cope with it. That helped me instead of sitting around like, but my brothers did this to me, and this down the third, I ain't going to get nothing out of that. Uh, just, yeah. just sitting around and just got this bullseye on my on on my brothers and whoever else did me wrong,
1: I ain't gonna get nothing out of that. At the end of the day, exactly. Like, that's that's the thing. It's hard. I know you said said a number, like you can't change the past, but the future. And that's the thing with the future. Of course, it's sometimes it's hard to really think about the future sometimes because you're so hung up on the past, yeah. And, you know, and and it right. can be crazy because you can't change, you can't right. change the past. Can't. You can't. But you think to yourself, okay, how can I move forward? And like similarly to you, to you, where you said, you know, if he wasn't on, on house arrest, maybe you wouldn't have come to this point. Right. But sometimes I feel that I'm not, Don't worry, I'm not saying that it was. I am happy that my parents passed, mm-hmm. but would I be the same? Like, would I have this mindset now? Right. I don't know. But so I guess in in, in my case, that's like the this, this silver lining, lining. In it. But of course, I, of course, I wouldn't. If I could go back, right, you bring Prince back. Right but quick. in the midst of that, you know, starting this and I mean, so many people like yourself. And, uh, over, over the over the past two years that, that we've that I've um so my host, Marlon and Ben, they're not here today, but the other two guys that do the podcast mm-hmm. with, um, well Marlon recently joined, but me and Ben, we've we started it um initially as a two. And now it's three three of us. Gotcha. Um so it, it just it, over those two years a lot has happened. Um, you know, like we, I, we got to be I got to be part of a book on grief. a, a piece on in a book. That's dope. Um, mm. You know, so it's just something again. I didn't I didn't like we didn't start this to think. Oh yeah, let's see what we can. Which literally, which was in the Starbucks thing. Okay, let's start a podcast on grief. <laughs> right, yeah. Let's just document, um, you know, our feelings. Mm. But it it transpired to be something much more fulfilling. Yeah, so it, it like, grew. Right. Yeah, so yeah. you know, listen. If I could change change what happened, of course, but. I guess for me, this is like a way to um, give me that purpose. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And and that's not to say you know I I, I still don't I deal with grief every day. Right. There's, not, there's not a day the where I, I don't think about my parents. But you know it, every little helps. If this can help, you know, until, until the day I die, that if that's this gives mm-hmm. me purpose to, like, you know, I want to help other people. Um, you know, in in that same position. So I, I'm. I share the same story
0: though. Like my my book has turned into. I get something out of sharing my story and people being motivated yeah. like understanding that and understanding my mindset. Like it's became a therapeutic piece of just sharing yeah, my yeah. story, and it got to be the same for you. You you came into this space, you know, just being transparent. You wanted to you know share your story and, and kind of talk about these topics. Yeah. But I know like what I'm probably doing for you, you're doing the same for me, mm-hmm. and that's what my book has became. Is it, this is this thing that starts this conversation where people just start sharing. The trauma that they dealt with not like mine but you know they got their own journey but we got the common the same common interest of like yo i went through this and this is how i dealt with it and we can share and you know brainstorm and bounce these ideas back on. yeah
1: off. no no and i appreciate it. and honestly like like i'm I'm thankful like i said um you now we've got to have this conversation because even just i feel like you, you've you really given me an insight into your story um you know and and one thing that really that really sticking with me is this whole mental health not necessarily being has to be a 100. Right. You know, you cuz okay. you same way we're not going to be happy all the time. Mm-hmm. It's almost impossible. If we could then someone point me to where work where, where I can get them and be, have right. that ha- happiness pool all the time, but for the most part like for, I said for me it could be getting to that 80 point and I'm all I'm right. cool for you. It could be 90 or exactly. do You know what I mean? It's it's different for everyone, you know. Um so I'm really appreciative of you just like being transparent because like literally that that was you, you know you went, went through a, a lot <laughs> yeah like, like and I can't imagine having that mental um, strength to just you know not once but twice yeah you right. know so um, I'm glad that you you're here uh, Appreciate share your story it. but just before closing I want to just ask you like just for like I guess people watching but just in general what sort of advice. Um, would you give to someone who's like having a tough t- having a hard time mentally at the moment, just based on, you know, your experience, and you know, so what's one thing you could, you know, you, you would sort of, uh, yeah, give them, just that you feel will help them?
0: Um, it's a quote, man, uh, that I kind of use, there's uh, two quotes, um, and like I said, my background is, is basketball, so a lot of stuff is athletic and basketball kind of base. Yeah. But the first quote uh, is, um, every season got an end. Yeah. Every season has an end. Like if you know, winter going it's, it's going to be cold, but at some point it, the winter going to stop and yeah. the sun going to come out. And for some reason that that helped me. Like that helped me in the midst. I was like, it was it was it was a time where like I, I thought I was about to be gone for eight eight years. Mm. And in that moment I was like, it's a, it's that season going to end at some point. You know, if that does happen for me, but that kept me going on it. Like whatever space I was in right now, it was it's going to have it, gonna have the end yeah, date. Yeah. it had an end date. It had an end date and um the the last quote that i kind of stick to and i it's kind of like i'm attaching to my book and everything i do is stay in the course and i say that because um
1: so that's the, stay in the cor- stay the course stay, the, okay. stay
0: in the course in regards of um there's a lot of moments where i could have did I, for example when i was in the federal situation i could have got out of a lot of that stuff of doing coward stuff they could i could have helped them go do something over here. If I knew some knowledge of this, this, and the third, they was coming like, hey, you can help yourself out if you tell us about this person or yeah. this, and the third. And something I always just was remembering like, yo, I could duck all this and do that, but like, would I be able to live with myself in the mirror, mm-hmm. like on the back end? And like the pride that I took on just staying the course and like now nah, whatever's for me is for me and i'm a i'm a, how, whatever my morals and principles and how i'm gonna move i'm not gonna bend in no kind of mm-hmm. shape form or fashion love that. and so um staying the course is something that i just attach myself to like you say about people doing stuff to try to throw you off and have you doing something i just be like yo, that ain't my course. that i want my journey that i set out mm-hmm. to do and i'm not gonna let nobody or no nothing throw me off the course that i'm on
1: so that, that'll be the two quotes that i kind of would leave yeah. no, no I, I, I think that that's that's powerful man because mm-hmm. listen like i said i i don't know what it's like but the chance where you can easily fold or stoop to their level yeah like that's that's yeah. that's not an easy thing to well not, not that i know but i can't imagine that must it's not be an easy thing to do so you know mm-hmm. that that took a lot but
0: it's, it's pride in it now now i wear that with a chip on my shoulder like this is my story this is what happened but this look at how i, I kept my dignity yeah, yeah, exactly. and i kept my i it was difficult and everything but i felt a way to get myself mentally out of that yeah. space and it's a it's a prideful thing for me because a lot of people ain't able to get through out yeah. of those, all those situations a lot of people do a lot of cower and break their morals and principles to get out of different different situations yeah. but i wouldn't be able to sit in the mirror when i go and, and look at, i wouldn't be able to look at myself
1: yeah no it's true and I the thing sometimes you know you know having courage it it can be difficult but you know, what you said it was for was, maybe I'm not quite a word for it, but what's for you will be for you and and I say that because, you know, sometimes, you know, in your situation, you could have took the easy way up, but yeah. you know what? I'm standing my ground. I know like I'm gonna like I'm, I'm not gonna go down that route. You right. And, you know, sometimes it's, it's hard because you you don't know what's 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 you know, what's you know, what, what comes what, with that road. What's yeah. look what's, what your road's looking like. So mm-hmm. you fucking okay, in order to just, you know, for maybe for comfort, safety, you know you you maybe you 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 bend and right. you know what I'm trying to say or you exactly. go that way because you feel like nah I don't wanna but sometimes you know what like what's what's for you will be for you man Thanks. Um, Thanks. you know but listen George thank you man I appreciate this convo I uh, nah, likewise man just rounding off like just little like plug where people can find the book. Or, or more about um, The business as well Got
0: you Well my book Double Cross George Johnson Is on Amazon mm-hmm. I got a, a paperback And I have an a, um, ebook okay. So you can get either one Nice um, All of my upcoming things That I'm doing I, I'm heavy on uh, Instagram At 2xcross mm-hmm. The number 2xcross And I got my TikTok um, Popping off now Because nice. I know y'all On TikTok yeah, so. um, <laughs> yeah
1: Maybe Yeah I don't know if you can Maybe later Maybe if you can Plug the TikToks up, yeah. What I'll do I'll just put all the links yeah, do that for sure. Yeah, yeah I got to um, get my
0: TikTok. Got to get my TikTok up and rolling, but I'm 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 creating content and everything, but my Instagram is my main uh social media, nice. which is 2X cross.
1: Nice, nice right. Well, Thank you guys for listening and like I said, thank you to your team, you know, like I said the money, like coordinating sure. all stuff. Um you yeah. know, really appreciate I appreciate the convo and Happy birthday! Cause when this comes out, it's your birthday. So happy birthday! Bye, yeah. Get lit in Houston. Yeah. You know, I don't know if it's, it's gonna be address or where, wherever yeah, it may be. Like Get it. Um, one of them. And you know, I'll be there in spirit. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, you know. So yeah, thank Love, you, Love, man. man. Appreciate, I appreciate it. that. Appreciate that. And um, yeah, that's 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 a wrap. Right. Thank you for listening.
0: That was my best one, man.